G'day everyone, welcome to another episode of Chewing the Bat, where we delve into numerous sporting topics around Australia and the globe. In this week's episode, we're going to be looking at highlights of the week and also give you a recap and a preview of this weekend's games of NRL. My name's Jack and I'm once again gladly joined by good mate and fellow sporting diehard, Gus. Gus Bus, how you going? Good, thanks Jack. Good to be here. How are you? Yeah, good mate, good. Good week? Pretty good week so far. That's well, good. First day of dry weather, so... Oh, that's a treat. Yeah, it's an absolute treat. <laughs> and uh, I want to say good morning to our producer, Producer Frey. Thanks again for helping us put this podcast together, Matt. How are you going? Good. Morning. Good. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't quite decide that. <laughs> oh, God. All right. Well, before we get started, um, we want to once again always thank our podcast sponsor, Kiala Organic Beef. They are 100% certified grass-fed beef and pork straight from their local farm and delivered straight to your door or workplace. Or wherever you are. Wherever you want to be, they'll, they'll deliver it. Deliver it. <laughs> I think they changed it last week. That's their slogan now. Oh, they liked what they, they heard. Like, yeah. <laughs> I don't think they were listening. Oh, um, anyway, let, let's get into some highlights of the week. Um, our biggest highlight from last week is our man Aslan. The Lion. The Lion. The Chronicles. The yeah. Chronicles they of conti- Aslan. They continue. <laughs> So we, I think we did tip him to do some damage in the future as well, and he, we didn't. I didn't. I didn't tip him to do it this soon. No, there was a, but definitely you came out. You you claimed that there was a bit of locker room buzz for Aslan as a quality yeah, player was, on tour, and that was before his Australian Open run. Yeah. So people knew of him. People knew he had a big game, and I guess it was just a matter of time before he cemented himself in the put it together. Yeah. So. He took out the his first ever ATP title, ATP 500 in Dubai. That's a pretty big first title, actually. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he's ruined Rublev's ATP 500 run. I think he won about 23 or 24 matches in a row. Jeez. Yeah, so he was ch- trying to chase Fedzi's record. What is that? Do you know? I think... 20- I'll put you on the spot yeah, there. It's about 27 or 28. Yeah, that's a lot of matches. Even 23, 24 so is I think, crazy. So I think if Rublev had a won that tournament, he would have tied. So... So yeah. then Heartbra- first round somewhere to go. <laughs> yeah, so heartbreaking for Rublev. But um, yeah, uh, and also Sinner, he's gone through as well to get to the final. So Rublev and Sinner, two quality young guns at the moment, both in form. Mm. Well, um, Rublev definitely is by the sounds <laughs> yeah. of it. And Sinner, big game from Sinner. So that's also another huge win from Karatsev. And a bit of an easier final. Aslan. Aslan. Not Karatsev. Sorry, Aslan. Yeah. And a Getting bit Russians mixed up. <laughs> a bit of an easier um, score in the final against Lloyd Harris, a South African. So 6-3, 6-2. Aslan beat him. Um, so, yeah, that's probably my highlight of the week so far from Aslan. So, that's pretty crazy. He What was his ranking before the Australian Open? About 143. I know we've tried to talk about it. Yeah. Anyways, like yeah. Oh, outside yeah. the top 100. So he's gone from what? 143 to then to f- just out, just inside the 50 after AO. And then now at 27 in the world. That's crazy. So I think he's played... In how long? Two months? Not even. Three tournaments. <laughs> <laughs> so he didn't... So there was a tournament before Dubai that he won that he, I think, lost in maybe second, third round. Mm. So three tournaments, and he's pretty much halved his ranking each time. 
Yeah, he ended the year at... I uh, started the year at 112. Close. Close. <laughs> <laughs> only a, only, only about 30 off. About 30 off. <laughs> Pretty close. Um, but still super Still impressive. outside the top 100 to top 30 now. And wow. he's, he's got the rest of the season. To go. To go, yeah. And in this form... Wow. Doing some damage. So... I don't know. We might even see more titles from him this this year. He's also halved his doubles ranking for the doubles fans out there. From also a doubles specialist. Yeah. From what can't this guy do? <laughs> from four forty seven to two two two. Oh, wow! Look at the man go. Good singles player. Better than halved. I was just silent that for is. about five seconds. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Divide by two. Divide by two. <laughs> so good singles player. Great baby cows on him. And oh my word! Also, also doubles. He's specialist. let those out of the field. <laughs> They're running loose. Um, so, yeah, that's probably... Oh, that's my highlight of the week anyway. Um, also, staying within tennis, a bit of a different highlight of the week. So, it was a match between Zverev and Kepfer, if I pronounced that right, um, at Ap- Acapulco, I believe. Um, <laughs> so, did I get that right? Yeah. <laughs> <Thanks>. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I don't know why I laughed. Um, just enjoyed the, so Zverev, yeah, the run at it. Zverev won the first, and we were one... So in the first game of the second set, I was watching this actually, and I believe that the cameraman started shaking. Mm. I thought it was just bad camera work. (laughs) (laughs) Feed too many coffees perhaps in the morning. It was an earthquake. Crazy. (laughs) A midpoint earthquake. So none of them stopped the rally. I think they continued through the little, I think it was only about a three or four second little I watched the highlight. It was a pretty good point. It was a great point. The boys played good quality (laughs) tennis through it. How's the adaptability too? Oh, unbelievable. But then after afterwards, they they looked at each other over the net and go, "Did you did you feel that?" And I think they said no. Well, it was probably enough of a tremor to be like, "Was that something?" Yeah, I guess you're sort of if you're running around anyway. If you're standing perfectly still trying to feel it, you'd be across it. But if you're running around anyway, yeah. Well, it was. I don't know. Which reminds me, we've also we we're just chatting about this as well. Is it also happened in the NBA? Yeah, <laughs> which is. Probably a bit more scary because you're indoors or in a big arena. Indoors and yeah, proving the point there too with... They actually... Didn't they stop the game? Yeah, I think it got postponed for the day. But it was in Summer League. It was... So it would have been mid-2019. I think it was the Summer League before Zion and RJ Barrett's rookie season. And I believe they were playing each other because they were obviously teammates in college. I do remember it being a bit of a hype game. Yeah, I remember being excited too. Because I mean... For Summer League, anyway. Yeah. For, well, Summer League is always fun to tune in for the boom rookies, I reckon. Yeah, yeah fair enough. But, um, yeah, I think because the, the scoreboard and the speakers above the court started swaying. Yeah, it's not good. <laughs> not good at all. <laughs> um, so, yeah. It an, was. An earth, yeah, earthquake. Thanks, producer Frey. That's, Nailed it. Which is, which is pretty great. You don't see it too often within sports. So, I think the worst one, there's a 30 for 30 on it. It was like, oh, I can't remember how long ago. It was in, happened in the Bay Area in America. Right. San Francisco it was maybe the eighties. I might be crazy there. It was. It happened Just during. Be a, confident with it. It happened the during 80s. a <laughs> the eighties. It happened <laughs> during a big baseball match game. Whatever they call it. What are they? The 49ers? No, that's that's a football. baseball game. Yeah, game. Yeah, we'll go with that. Anyway, I've got no facts here, but I think it was an actually a pretty big earthquake, and there was a lot of tragedy oh. throughout the city. Oh a, right. And the, the stadium was packed. It was a playoff game. Yep. I think it was against Oakland, so it was a bit of a local rivalry, and it just. Yeah, it really, really shuddered. That's probably the worst we've seen. Not good. Anyway, so yeah, that's pretty pretty crazy stuff with the earthquakes. Um, s- sticking with tennis. Big week for tennis. Huge week. 
particularly in Miami. <laughs> <laughs> who, who are we talking about? The cock. The cockanarchus. <laughs> cockanarchus. Um, so he's through to the Miami Open main draw after qualifying. Um, two pretty comfy. Co- Made it look wins. pretty comfy. I didn't actually watch the matches. I won't lie to you. Straight set wins. Looks pretty comfy on the scoreboard. Yeah, so through to the main draw. I believe he plays tomorrow, I think, as a, as a, as a guess. Um, but yeah, Not so sure. good form. So he played, had a pretty good AO. Lost in five tight sets against um, fellow Greek. <laughs> <laughs> Stephanos. Um, so yeah, continuing his good form and hopefully we're going to see him. Well, good health as well. Good health, good to see which him, is the main he, thing. He played qualies at Dubai. Bye, did he? he had a go he didn't quite it fell short maybe it was the yep. tournament preceding that but he's you know he's having a run of just playing matches and once he gets these matches under the belt and the body keeps pulling up good then the talent's there he's just gonna keep rising oh it's gonna be awesome to see so i mean was it 2019 he beat fedzi at miami yeah actually, 2018 they, they maybe brought, they brought up a highlight of it because of the you know the tournament starting this week and they, yeah yeah that was that's it, massive that's got to be his always his best win <laughs> oh it's crazy he's got that sort of quality yeah, he's big foury, big serve, solid backhand. Not the craftiest net game, but he's still got great hands. Um, good athlete. And good athlete. Great athlete. When you're that tall and you can get into the net with a bit of mobility, even without being a noted serve volleyer, you still got, you know, it's a good weapon to have. 100%. So, yeah, we're going to, fingers crossed that he stays healthy for the season because I'd love to see him cement himself in that top 100, even top 50. Me too. And then just looking so far ahead. Building to the next AO. Just oh, that'd be great. Not a wild card, top 100, top maybe one. an easy first round, yep. or winnable first round, and just a big run to come. Oh, I know that's looking a long way ahead, but I'm just that excited about him. Plus, I, I think he also, obviously it's his home slam, but he also just G's up. Yeah, he seems to get he, him on court three. He loves it, you know. He, even him, yeah, court three. <laughs> him, and the, him and the crowd just doing, he just kinda, vibing. He kind of suits, of course he'd probably love playing in Rod Laver Arena, but he suits that like, outside court oh, you yeah. know hustle and bustle I, li- I like that more I think I honestly think if he was out there instead of was he on Rod Laver or was he on the old high sense I think he was on now. Um, 1578 or something <laughs> <laughs> the new the <laughs> other big center court yeah, that exactly. used to be called high sense yeah. because I, I just feel like I mean the crowd was geeing up for him his box certainly was yep. but he could have used just a touch more against Stefanos yeah, that I would have, have loved good. to see it. And I think if that would have been on like an outside court, yeah. where it was maybe a bit more Aussie support. Yeah. Or even just a night game. I couldn't believe it was in the daytime. That's your match of the day, surely. It actually surprised me because yeah. it caught me out. It was on. I was just, I'd assumed it was a night match. So you're just waiting. I was just waiting. <laughs> and then I'm like, oh, it's set in. <laughs> it's for the fifth set. <laughs> Unbelievable. Oh, So yeah, well, anyway, so Kokonakis, good form. And we hope he continues. Good run at Miami to come. Bloody oath. Let's uh, go. Yeah. So, good week of tennis. Moving away from tennis, um, which a sport which we haven't talked about at all previously, but one that we're... The people have been crying out for it. Have they? Yeah. Friend of the show, Cade Birrell. He Kate, wants it. Yeah. So is our producer. And producer Frey. He <laughs> wants it. <laughs> Two, at least. Um, Formula One. So, the Formula One season kicking off uh, at the end of this week with the first race in Bahrain. So, usually they kick off in Melbourne. Obviously, with the COVID, whatnot, can't do that. Is Bahrain clean? No. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know. I think it's <laughs> well. All these guys are coming in from Europe, and they're bringing in big teams with them. And I guess so it's such a it's, big. It's a logistical circus. I think it's logi- logistically impossible right. for them to get to Melbourne at this time. Fair so, enough. Fair enough. Bahrain. Anyway, what I'm most excited to see, obviously, 
our boy, once again, another one of our boys, Daniel Ricardo. <laughs> <laughs> That's how he says his name. <laughs> I think he says Ricardo. It's like a, Does he actually? Uh, yeah. Oh, my word. So the, well, Producer well, Frey's nodding. Well, That's, obviously, him being Australian, he pronounces it Ricardo. That's but I think shaking my name. That's the Italian pronunciation. Exactly. Is That's Richard shaking Ricciardo. my world up right now. So, not only so it's I, not Danny Rick at all. Oh, well, I like Danny it's da- Rick. It's Danny Rich. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, he rich. <laughs> Pretty sure he lives in Monaco, so that's, you know. That's classic for F1. It's a, that, glam- it's a glamour sport. That is, You know, they host... So, when the rookies come into the F1, they put they billet them and they put them up in housing. Yeah. Do you know where they put them up in? No. Monte Carlo. Stop. <laughs> 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 Would you rather be an F1 driver or a surfer on the World Surf League? Oh, that's a great question. Totally different lifestyles. I'm terrible at surfing. Well, are you good at driving an F1 car? <laughs> <laughs> that's that's a good question. <laughs> Don't know, I guess. I'm gonna go. Could be. I'm gonna go surfing. That suits you, I think. It's chill. Yeah, it's chill vibes. Yeah. I mean, they you know it's a pretty hectic schedule. You're traveling around and that, but of course, it's but very once, different. Once you get to your destination, and you you know, you're going out for a surf. You're not. Oh, God, going sounds... 300 kilometers an hour, risking death. But I wouldn't say no to the F1 season. <laughs> you like that? Oh, yeah. The cities that they go to. <laughs> anyway. Producer Frey, <laughs> just quick verdict from yeah. you. F1. Yeah, yeah it would course, be. Yeah. Well, we probably should. He can probably give us a... You can probably give us a bit better of a rundown than just talking about Danny Rich. Yeah, so so we've seen, Producer Frey, a couple of rule changes that have... Or we think that have tightened the field a little bit. Um, in particular lessened the distance from your Mercedes to, I guess, the rest of the field. So your Red Bulls, your McLarens. So what have they changed? Well, the biggest one attacking the Mercedes team was they banned the use of DAS, your dual axis steering. Right. You can't... Can we get technical here or...? (laughs) Yeah, I'll get quick. (laughs) Basically, Mercedes had this awesome little feature in their car where the, the wheel, the steering wheel, would push forward and backwards, changing the angle of their front tires. So instead of them just being parallel to each other, they could angle them in oh, so or when you, out for more or less grip. When you're hitting corners? Torque. Oh, right. So they're not Whoa. allowed to do that anymore. So they've taken that out. Um, obviously, there's a couple of price caps and they've reduced the amount of downforce the cars can produce oh, as well. Lewis Hamilton wouldn't be happy about that. Oh, he's not. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, are they still ahead of the field? Because they did that testing, was it last week? It's, it's tight, mate. I think the Red Bulls um, racked the the best scores at Bahrain. Really? Yeah. Is that Maxi? Yeah, Maxi. Verstappen? Yep. The the constructor standings are still Mercedes one. Um, And here's where it gets a little interesting. Alpine in second. Alpine is? Alpine, Renault. Renault. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Third, Haas. Oh, really? Interesting, right? That was just the the constructor standings. Like, obviously, we haven't seen a race yet. Where's, Where's Danny Rick and the McLaren sit? McLarens are in fourth. Okay. They're tidy. They're tidy. However, you still got your McLaren drivers sitting in third. Okay. Well, that's pretty good. Well, what I'm most excited to see anyway, of course, I'd love to see a Danny Rick podium or win. Always. Always. But the shoey. That just comes with Danny Rick. Yeah, that's what, that's what <laughs> happens. All I want to see is a shoey. And obviously, for him to be happy with the win, but... I love that. <laughs> just want to see that joy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. A joyful shoey. Absolutely. And he usually tries to force the shoey upon like the other Someone drivers else, as yeah. well. It's a bit out of vogue, I feel. It was a pretty pop in popular culture a bit there in Australia. The shoey. It's Danny Rick's like sort of the the vanguard of it. 
And he's and he's now I think he's leading it now because it's kind of died off a little bit in the general community. Definitely has. And he keeps kicking. He's still with pushing. It. He's still pushing. It's his thing now. <laughs> <laughs> and I get around it. Do you like it? Oh, I love it. Um. So yeah. So the F1 season kicking off very shortly, and we're pretty see uh, pretty keen to see how. Danny Rick goes in his new McLaren. And Jack likes shoeys. You heard it here first. <laughs> I don't like doing them though. <laughs> no it's pretty does. filthy. <laughs> um, anyway, so let's move on from F1. Um, mate, you got some NBA highlights for, for us. I had a couple of quick one, quick notes for you guys. Yeah. So I guess the first one, it isn't even really a highlight, but it is newsworthy. A couple of big injuries over the weekend. Um, Lamelo Ball, who we just talked about as being such good fun to watch, fractured wrist. Oh, and he's is out for the season. Probably man. out for the season, yeah. So it kind of sucks to immediately put it in the context of awards, but that's the implication of it. He we'll probably just, was going to be rookie of the year. I think you, yeah, that's a pretty fair assumption. But he's only played 41 games. So I looked up the least amount of games to win it in the NBA era, that is, because yep. there's someone in like 47 who won it with very few, but. Who know that? I don't think they played 82 back then. Anyway, Patrick Ewing, Ewing, yeah, he he played 50, and then Vince Carter also played 50. Kyrie played 51, and they won it. All rookies of the year. Yeah, but there's still 10 more games than Lamelo, so I don't think he's getting there. So it's probably so he needed to hit that really fi- that 50 mark really. Probably. So it's probably Halliburton or our man, the Ant Man, Benny Hanna. Anthony Edwards, <laughs> I guess. Mr. Teppanyaki. Mr. Teppanyaki, as they call him. <laughs> but, um, Do they call him that? No, they definitely don't. Okay. Yeah, it's a shame. It's a big shame. We're going to miss seeing the, the fun um, Lamello ball. God, he was exciting. Or well, he is exciting He to is watch. still exciting. Yeah. It'll be exciting next year now, I guess. Well, I don't know how... Obviously, he would have loved to get Rookie of the Year, but I think he's more, you know, keen on cementing himself. He's got uh, bigger picture yeah, goals. He's got bi- he, I think they were, they'd be, they were pushing for the playoffs, so they are still... Yeah, for sure. So it would have been cool to see him just take it to some higher, higher seed first round. What would be cool is if they can still take it without him. Cause then the he, commissioner. Oh, of course. The commissioner can take him to, to the promised land. <laughs> the promised land. Mate, I think they have a better record than the Celtics. Oh, I, think, I think they can do it. I know, so like, they're about 500. I know, I know Lamella's a big loss, but... Yeah. Well, anyway, another big loss is LeBron. Had a high ankle sprain. Someone, oh, I did uh, see I think that. Solomon Hill accidentally fell into his leg. Yeah, it looked like it didn't look terrible, but it didn't bend the right way. That's for sure. No, it wasn't right. But he stayed in. He hit a three <laughs> to keep his. He has like this crazy streak of ten point games. Yep. Made sure he got that and oh. left. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't what know if he's it? aware how, of it. How, what's the streak? It's like ten years or something. Oh, it's something outrageous. Like whenever he plays, he's getting ten points. Yeah. Anyway, so. Anthony Davis is already out, right? So the now it's no LeBron, no no AD. Who's get it's like Caruso, Schroeder, the Caruso, yeah, full time. <laughs> anyway, they they might slide down the standings a little bit. Can you imagine first round? Like if they go to the eighth seed, Utah Jazz has had a great year. They get the first seed. Yep. Their reward, Lakers first round <laughs> with LeBron back in the with team. LeBron and AD back. Stop it. <laughs> No good, but it it also has um just very quickly another award implication because Embiid was probably the MB, MV Embiid VP M- <laughs> uh, our new award <laughs> the Embiid P Embiid P he was probably favorite and then maybe LeBron now he's out probably Jokic yeah not that exciting anyway uh, yeah LeBron's just I don't know how he does it how old is he thirty six yeah and he'll come back from this ankle injury like good as new like mate he probably 
he probably I forget his trainer's name. He probably like was up every hour of the night just doing like recovery for the f- first forty eight hours, just getting on top of it. Oh, it's crazy, mate. And he 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 plays better and better every season. And he looks he doesn't look any weaker. Any, it's unbelievable. Oh, it's crazy. But yeah, one last one, which Go. is just a treat for you because I know you're a big Lob City fan. <laughs> yes. So before Blake Griffin got bought out of his max deal by Detroit, yep, he hadn't dunked for a year and a half, which is crazy. It is crazy. He's been hampered by injury, but he's still 6'9", super athletic compared to the regular population. Well, that's population. what he like, originally built his game on, which is explosive. Just coming in, yeah. Coming but the then rim. the start of the season, it was just like a couple of threes, not much, swing the ball, you know, not doing as much. Yeah. Gets bought out, goes to the nets on like a minimum deal. His first bucket was a dunk. Yes. <laughs> he pump faked Blue yes. by Lopez and, and dunked it. <laughs> <laughs> he had to know that was going to be funny, right? Oh, he God. had to know. What was the reaction? Did you see it? The bench loved it. Oh, yeah. Of DeAndre. <laughs> the boys. Oh, Love no. City. Yeah, man. Oh, I love that. That's a great highlight, actually. Yeah. So, I think I think he probably knew. He looked like he knew. He sort of smiled afterwards. Well, I love that because that's how I... He's probably one of the reasons why I fell in love with the NBA was watching him, Chris Paul, DeAndre, Jamal. Yeah. What a team. It was just like throwing lobs. Highlights. It was, it was flamboyant basketball. Crazy I think you've good. got a jersey, don't you? Yeah, I got a, I got a, a BG, BG, yeah, thirty two, thirty two. Stuff, That's your sport knowledge. Oh, it's off, it's off the chain. <laughs> Should start a podcast or something. Oh, yeah, that'd be good, wouldn't it? Um, well, that's good. I, I love to see Blake Griffin back in action, not just shooting threes. It's a bit boring unless it's Steph. <laughs> <laughs> but getting to the rim and playing aggressive again—that's good to see. Very um, good. All right, that wraps us wraps up our NBA chat now. NRL, rugby leg. Rugby leg. We had some pretty good matches last weekend, some not so good matches. Um, it was very wet weather, so it's tough. It is tough. And usually, I guess you tip your just your fundamental, your best fundamental team to win the your best, ki- your better kickers. Yeah. Your Melbourne Storms. Percentage the plays. Yeah. Your Melbourne St- Well, that's the thing. That, yeah. That was the, one of the most. Which is ex- which is what they're probably one of the most exciting matches of the weekend. Para v Melbourne. Yeah, on the Thursday night. I we we, we both knew tips. it was going to be we good. We both tipped Melbourne. Yeah. But Paro just... they I think they com- both teams actually completed an outrageously high percentage. There were so few errors, let alone in the driving rain. Because you know you can't usually see rain on TV. You could see it and it looked heavy. So if you can see it on the TV, you know it's coming down. You know it's down. coming down. Yeah. <laughs> so And they just weren't dropping the ball. It was a crazy high quality game. Sometimes with those teams, you see them drop the ball more when it's not raining. Whether that's they just have a heightened focus to catch the ball when it's wet. Maybe you think they're just trying a bit more in the dry. Yeah. Already thinking next pass instead of just catching. Exactly. Who knows? Well, one team that should have watched this match, our, our beloved Broncos. <laughs> <laughs> I think they completed at something in the 60%. Yeah, it 65% was, yeah, or something. It wasn't good to watch. And obviously, the wet weather didn't help. But um, a lot of drop ball, a lot of... A lot of errors, knock-ons. So uh, this wasn't the best. Wasn't few, the best performance from few misreads in defense as well. I know Fafita's pretty hard to handle, but there are a few <laughs> yeah. just really, well, really misreads. I don't know if I was if I was Milford in that situation, I don't think I'd try and tackle him either. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> However, he is getting paid a lot of money to do that. So <laughs> that's true. Defense is half of the game. Would you reckon you take on? How would you take on David Fafita if he was coming at you? Get out of the way. <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> out of the way and go for like a piggyback approach. 
If I had to try something, yeah. Otherwise, just ideally, just don't try. <laughs> <laughs> he's too big. He's, he's way too big. And he scored a couple, like, well, one really good just... He, he was in a rampaging mood against his old team. And you could see it. You could see it. He, he wanted to prove a point. There are actually quite a lot of Broncos in that team, or ex-Broncos. I think, which Rafita, is why... Taylor, Wallace. Yeah, which is why they G'd up and wanted to get... A, yeah, a let alone they're win. sort of the... They're the traditionally smaller club in reputation. Yep. But now getting hyped as the better club. And they've got ex-Broncos. So they know if they win, it's sort of the coronation of them over the Bronx. Exactly. They were keen. <laughs> you could see they were yeah. keen. Um, who'd you tip for that one? Tip the Bronx. Yeah, fair. <laughs> <laughs> Have to. So they, they're looking at... Obviously, the Doggies have lost two... So that the Broncos are playing the Dogs this weekend on Saturday. Yep. The Dogs have lost the first two games as well. Okay. The Broncos have obviously lost the first two games also. <laughs> so they're, they're both looking to not go 0-3. If the Broncos lose, they've got Melbourne the week after that. And plus the rest of the field. <laughs> yeah, everyone's a bit better at this stage. Yeah. But so they haven't won since July last year when they beat the Dogs, which is their one win since COVID. So since the, they... They won two, COVID break, lost six in a row. So essentially, this is their team. This is their like. Win. This is the option. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is their opportunity. <laughs> lost six in a row, beat the dogs, lost the rest of the season. Now I've come out, started losing. <laughs> yeah. So this dogs, you cannot overstate how crucial this is just to get on the board. Plus, as before going into a Melbourne matchup too, you want a little bit of confidence just coming into it. A little something. <laughs> Need something. You don't want to come off like a tight, you know lost to the doggies problem is the doggies although they got held out and held scoreless by the panthers they completed in the 80s percent 80 percent ish yeah so they're playing tough footy they've still got a lot of good players across the park and they seem to just be playing hard and the broncos at the moment are just dropping balls a bit so that would be my question you know if the dogs come out and just keep it tight and complete their sets and kick to the corners oh they'll get it yeah i think it's just whoever rips in yeah, it's that kind of game, hey. High, yeah, high completion rates and just ripping in. I'm actually going. No, I'm going. <laughs> I will. Sh- I will shout the Broncos home for us. <laughs> so make sure you tip them because the support from the stands is going to be. It's going to get them through. They're going to oh, be yeah. able to hear it's from gonna the sideline. It's going to be off the chain. Where are you sitting? Are you front row? I'm actually not sure where I'm sitting. Gilly got the tickets for the boys. So. Oh, that's good. Well, he'll. he'll Thanks, Gilly. Yeah, he'll See definitely. you there. Yeah, shout out. <laughs> he didn't shout though. No, no, no. Oh, that would have been epic. That would have been <laughs> I got free tickets once to a Broncos Bulldogs game. How'd that go? They won that time. Was that last year? No. No, oh. it was a couple of years ago. It was when they were good. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> oh, the days. Yeah, that'd be nice. Um, so, yeah, our, our, our poor Broncos, hopefully we see a better performance from them next week because they need it coming into a round four Melbourne matchup. They definitely do. Did you have any other big highlights from the round two matches? I do. What'd you got? The Dragons. <laughs> <laughs> every they got a win. Every time you surprise me with the Dragons shot. <laughs> As if you didn't it. know that was coming. I don't so, know. Dragons versus Cowboys. It was probably a, a toss of the coin matchup for us. You tipped Cowboys. I did tip Cowboys. I didn't go so I, good on the tips I this tipped, week. I tipped Dragons. <laughs> I know you did. How did you go for the week? I think I went um, uh, six from eight. Yeah, I went four from eight. Yeah. When ESPN Footy Tip says respectable tipping in their email to you, you know you've done badly. <laughs> but anyway, the Dragons, they got it up. Ooh. Yeah, so... <laughs> Didn't they? 
Um, but most impressively, um, young Cody Ramsey on the, I believe the right edge. Um, sounds right. Yeah. So him combining with also with Lomax, some great young talent, Benny Hunt also playing, had a good game. He ran the ball, straightened it up. Um, scored a try. So hopefully we see some more, yeah, some more ball running from Benny and strong running. I love Benny Hunt. Oh, me too, mate. He's all time. That season, it was like 2013, 14 Broncos. He's in the Dallium consideration. Oh yeah, before Wayne came back, he's he's not far off that form. Like if he just keeps the confidence and keeps running the ball, you know. Well, the thing is that season he had this like really clutch run where he would come up with the big plays at the big times. At the end of games, I think against against the Roosters, this is outrageous memory. I think in like 2014 <laughs> against the end end of the game against the Roosters, it was maybe tied up. Everyone's thinking field goal. He goes short side dummies and goes through if yeah. memory serves. Like it, that was that's that confidence. Was, yeah, that was the season Benny Hunt was having. So that's seeing the ball and confidence. So. I really hope he just gets that going. Yeah, I think he will. I think he, he seems like it. such a great fella. You know, it's good to root for just the good blokes in the game. Yeah, <laughs> you know, <laughs> who are top three best blokes in the game? He's up there. Although, did you see the Adam Fanua Blake and oh, Murdoch Masilla stopped yeah. in the rain and helped an old lady with her <laughs> yeah. flat tire? So they've got to fill out that, two of the top three. That deserves a bonus. I remember Gus Gould. Posting about it's like these boys rocked up to training just dripping wet. Good blokes, he good said. Blokes helping out. So they're top three lady, good yeah. blokes. Benny Hunt round out the top three. That's it. <laughs> Easy. Lock it in. <laughs> um, all right. So, well, that's my highlight of the week for or round two. I had anyway. a much more niche highlight. All right. It's non dragons related. It came in the last. I don't <laughs> want to hear it then. <laughs> <laughs> it was the last minute of the first half between the Raiders and the Sharks. Yep. The Sharkies were down 6-0, I think. Mm-hmm. They go out the back, go sweeping left move, passes out the back, and the ball hits the ground. There's like 45 seconds left. You'd forgive Curtis Scott if he just dives on it and goes, we'll play out the half here. Yeah. He, pu- he puts his toe on it and sprints. Like in the soaking wet, heavy field, puts it in, sprints, gets there, dives, it's loose again, <laughs> dives again, comes up with it the third time. couple settler plays. And then they get close to the line. Hodgson jumps out from dummy half. Short ball on for Hudson Young. Crash over. 12-0 going into half time. Yeah. It's... And I think it really showed the exactly what they were missing last year. So both of these players with circumstances outside of their control had a pretty tough year. For injury or for an incident. Yeah, it was pretty rough. Pretty rough yeah. year. So it's good to see like Curtis Scott come out. Desperation, athleticism, anticipation. Just wanted it. You just love to see that. Loved. I love an effort play. And then Hodgson just showed all of the skill. This was actually a really good Blocker Roach commentary moment. <laughs> I don't mind him, eh? He's good. As a layman and just a fan of the footy, it was exactly the kind of thing I liked because he pointed out when Hodgson jumped out, he, he looked left, open yep. side, went short, short side, sort of curved out and then straightened his run to suck in Wade Graham yeah. and then put the short ball on. And as Blocker picked up on that subtlety and pointed it out, it was unreal. He's, and he also just G's, Blocker just G's up too. He loves, he loves, <laughs> he loves his footy. <laughs> that, that hustle play reminds me of last week's um, Connor Watson play too. The yeah. So they're, they're, the play, they're the plays that, you know, they're almost like set up your season. Well, you know, those are two teams, two clubs that are going well this season. Yeah. So what does that show you? You know, it's attitude around it. It's that kind of game. 100%. Rugby, rugby league. Rugby league. That's why we love it. Yeah. <laughs> 
it's an effort effort and attitude game. Yeah. Well, plus if you're not if you don't go in there with effort, you just see what happens. You just see what happens last week against the, with the Broncos. So, <laughs> don't. Yeah. I'm just anyway. on my high horse with the Dragons win, mates. So <laughs> I can say what I want. <laughs> All right. Um, so that was round two. We've got round three coming up this weekend. Um, first game, I think, Thursday night again. Um, Another good match Thursday night, I think. Mate, this Yeah, this weekend, I, there's a lot of 50-50s and probably not not your round to play your Joker card if you're, if you're tipping. If you're tipping, no. <laughs> I'm certainly not going in confident. Um, so first up, we've got Storm Panthers. Um, probably I think that might be first up for the weekend match of the match of the weekend could well be otherwise bunnies and roosters I reckon will be a pretty good match as well and that's that's potentially your top four for the season as well yeah, it could well be yeah. it could well be Raiders, Raiders maybe Dragons that's another Raiders Warriors should probably be a good game as well the odds are showing that the Raiders are heavy favourites but I reckon it'll be a bit tighter than that yeah there's a bit well, of value on the Warriors there for everyone on the punt. Plus, they're another team that just they they rely heavily on just ripping in and the effort mm. plays. Like that, I think they have the skill. They've got you know Nick Arima's playing great footy. He's crafty, and then everyone's just the, the forward pack are working in for him. So I like I like the Warriors this I year. Like what I see, yeah. yeah. Adam from Newell Blake has just come in, and Murdoch Masilla as well off the bench. How big is he? Big boys, unbelievable. We wouldn't want to tackle him. Anyway, I'm getting ahead of myself. The yeah. Panthers Storm. It might still be wet down there. I think it's at Panthers Stadium, foot of the mountains. If not, a bit of dew. Probably at least a <laughs> bit of dew. <laughs> I love it when was it like like Joey or, or yeah, or Brad Fittler comes on and it's like they give like a dew assessment of the of of the grass. Yeah, how does it look out there, Freddie? <laughs> it's oh, a bit of dew on the grass, mate. So, um, the Storm lost last week. They don't often lose two in a row. No, but the Panthers have shut out two teams. To start the season, historically, kept two teams scoreless. Plus, I God, I just love the Panthers too. They're just they're exciting to watch, and they are excited. They're just and young. That's the thing because they're so young, and it's such a momentum thing. You sort of keep thinking to yourself, like, is the bubble going to burst at any point? But they just look really controlled as well. Nathan Cleary is just steering them around. Cleary looks unbelievable. Jerome Luai is just and he's letting yeah Jerome do his thing. He's a it's the perfect combination, isn't it? You want your structured. Structured half that will be Cleary. That's just not af- not afraid of the big moment as well. Like he'll yeah, run it. He'll run it. Well, yeah, of course. And and then letting you know the players on the outside of him just play footy. Oh, and doesn't doesn't oh. Jerome just play footy? Wow, Bri- Brian Toto. Oh my word! Oh God, I love Brian. Crichton in the centers. Oh, it's just a it's a team. Big um, kick out running at you as a half. I think, and their bench got depth, so they're they're my bogey team for the minor prem. Do it again. Yeah, I reckon so. Pokey. I don't know. It's not really Smoky a bogey. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they won the minor prem last year. They're defending the minor prem, and apparently they're a, they're a bogey team. Um, so yeah. Anyway, we got also Dragons versus Manly. Could be um, a tight one, actually. Manly, you wouldn't expect them to come out. They'll, you know, they've lost two, so they'd be coming out hot or at least desperate. Just like the yeah, similar to the Bronx and the Bulldogs. Like you know, they, they need you can't go zero from three. No, that's that's really setting up the season. Yeah. So. They'll be coming out ready to go. Yeah, it's going to be a tight one, I think. I but reckon. Dragons. I've tipped the Dragons there as well. Did uh-huh. you, who'd you tip for the, fr- the Thursday game? Panthers. Me too. But I'm nervous about it. <laughs> I might go Storm then. <laughs> Just to get ahead. That's how bad my form is. <laughs> If you if you want to get your tips right, just tip the opposite team 
that Gus picks. Week one, I went seven from eight. That's pretty good. I fell off a bit, yeah. but I'm looking to bounce back. So then, Rabbitohs Roosters. I'm going Rabbitohs. I'm going Roosters. <laughs> <laughs> I just think Latrell is he's looking good. The boys are talking him up. Sorry, not Latrell. Who am I think? Teddy. Yeah, I was going to say, Teddy. what are you making a case for? <laughs> Latrell is looking good, <laughs> yeah. though. Jeez, I might have to go the bunnies now. <laughs> might have to. I reckon um, if it's a dry track, as in if it's not too wet, the bunnies will be on fire. Do you reckon Latrell in the back of it, is it too far away from Latrell to be thinking, you know, X team, got a rip in here, or is he just playing footy? Is that in the back of his mind? I think he might. He's a... I don't know if he played them twice last year or just once because he was in, injured at the back end. He missed the first one, I think, because there was a big hype of it and then he oh, didn't he end up playing. One. So he, I reckon if you've only played your ex-club once, he'll be ready to go. He'll still be keen because, I mean, there was so much talk. Like, I know, obviously, you know, he couldn't displace Teddy, but there was a lot of talk around the league. Like, oh, can he play fullback? What's he going to do? Should he have just stayed and been a centre? And he's showing that he absolutely is a fullback yeah. and of the highest quality. I think he'll be keen to show them. I think so too. Did, did you see, I think Damien Cook got interviewed last week and he got asked, because he's obviously played with Teddy in the Blues squad. Oh yeah. And Luttrell. And he got asked, who's the better fullback? And he straight away said Luttrell. That's an outrageous <laughs> question to ask someone of your teammate. Yeah, though. I know. I think it was a bit cheeky too, because I think he's also good mates with Tedesco. So Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's a little bit cheeky. <laughs> totally different, really different player though. Yeah, I, I think so. But Luttrell's ball playing is just out of this world. So is Teddy's. Yeah, oh, it's, yeah, it's probably not as they're good. They're different. Teddy, Teddy's like backing up on coming through the middle, looking for an inside ball, looking for an offload. Yeah, he's looking. He's hitting apart. gaps a bit more, whereas I think Latrell requires a bit more in his hand skills and his strength. Yeah, so, he's yeah. he's more of that almost X factor. You know what? I reckon that's match of the match of the weekend. That's going to be a great watch. What's that Friday night? Friday night delight. Oh wow! How good is that? How good? I cannot wait. All right, so we've. We've just briefly mentioned as well Raiders Warriors. I'm liking what the Warriors are doing at the moment. So there could be a little upset on the cards here, I reckon. Yeah, it's a little bit tough one to tip. I'm still going Raiders myself, but I think the Warriors could actually come out and surprise a few people. I'm, I'm going Warriors. Oh, yeah? Yeah, that's my upset of the week. Smoky. Smoky. Um, We're tipped about opposite all over the shop so far. This is shocking. Oh, well. Experts. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Broncos Bulldogs. The most important matchup i think or the most important match of the weekend <laughs> certainly a pretty there's gonna i mean there'll be headlines yeah um i'm tipping uh, the broncos me too i'm gonna keep riding <laughs> i think i've tipped them every oh no i did tip the eels week one it's like it's like the dragons like maybe a couple of years ago when they had this shocker season obviously i'm gonna keep tipping the you dragons, keep riding. You, by the, like halfway through the season you start questioning yourself god do I really want to tip them again? <laughs> the dragons actually. I need, I need these tipping points. The dragons are probably my. I've they're the biggest letdown in the in a tipping sense for me because I always tipped them that terrible season. I just kept going drags and I kept loading so up. They'll, they'll turn it around. They'll turn it Look around. Look at the squad. Origin players everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> it just didn't happen. Frizzell, Benny Hunt, yeah. Vaughn. Vaughn. <laughs> yeah. But it just didn't happen. Nah, anyway, um, eels, sharks. Eels for me, but the sharks are. A very solid team. They are. This could be another up. I don't know if you call it probably an upset if the Sharks win it. I think they can definitely get the edge on them. But the Eels for me coming off definitely coming off a win from Melbourne too. Like, I think the the tricky thing for the Eels confidence. here will just be yeah they'll be confident. I think they'll just need to remember it's a start of a new game. Roll your sleeves up and do the hard yards first because the Sharks certainly will be. The Sharks will be completing their sets, 
Just keeping it simple through the middle. Townsend will be well, kicking corners. That's how you beat Parramatta, I think. You just got to keep just, it fundamental. And just hope they don't... Because the thing is, they're unbelievably good at keeping it... at When they keep it simple, that's almost their strength, Parramatta, because they have such a good forward pack. Yeah, and they usually get up in the scoreline, they start feeling good, and then they can be a little bit more... Not risky, but... Just a little bit more expansive more spark, when you yeah. when you've sort of laid the platform. I think sometimes they're so good. All of them have really good hands. They're so good that they sometimes forget to just lay that platform early. Yeah. Like Junior Paulo is so good in the hands. It's like, why don't we just spread it every play? <laughs> Inside your own 20. Like, why not? <laughs> yeah. But I think if they remember, or, you know, if they do come out and play hard and just simple for 25 minutes, I think they'll end up getting over the Sharks there. I agree. I'm tipping para. Me too. Me too. All right. Knights, Tigers. Now, Tigers have been a little bit of a letdown this season so far. They're probably a bogey team for me to push... Probably not make the eight, probably nine again, but definitely like push push your bigger teams, um, you know, a little bit harder. Um, and we haven't seen, and I think, um, was it Joey or I think Joey got dropped. He like did. Lua. I think the teams came out yesterday and they. Well, Madge was like, yeah, not, was... not happy with the defense. See you later. Yeah, that's pretty tough. So they got plenty of players around. They can, you know. I guess it sends a bit of a message to your team as well, whether the Bronx need something like that or, you know, to, to drop some players that aren't putting in. <laughs> yeah, I guess. They don't, they don't have that much depth. <laughs> Although it's, Jesse Arthur's had a good game on the weekend for um the Wynnum Manly. Manly, I think yeah. he played for. So, anyway. Yeah, the Tigers... Madge is such a hard-working coach. He's a real, like, lots of fitness in preseason. Yep. Drill them really hard, train really hard. It's a bit of a... I don't know. I don't want to say bad fit, but it's, you know... For his coaching style. For his coaching style, it's a bit of a contrast well, with, with J- Joey. I think it's similar to, like, yeah, I think the Tigers can edge towards and be a bit like para, Parramatta in a way. They've got the spark. They've got the flair. They just need to be better just, fundamentally. Yeah, just keep it simple. Keep it simple and then get into the match and then, and then allow, you know, at the back end of the match for your flair. And I mean, it's going to come, especially with the new rules, because the game breaks apart. Yeah. There's plenty of time for flair later. Um, but the Knights, they're looking good. Yeah, yeah. We Me love too. the Knights. <laughs> I love the Knights anyway. <laughs> <laughs> the Pong. I think the Pong's... I'm not sure if he's back in yet. Um, I don't think so. I think he's getting close. But anyway, but Con- Connor, Wat- Connor Watson's doing a great job too. Um, and uh, who's... Jaden Braley? Yeah. Blake Braley. No, Jaden. Jaden. Jaden Braley. The younger one, I think. Is he? I don't know. He's 24. I feel like Blake Braley's the younger one. Maybe. Anyway, oh, who you knows? got me. <laughs> well done. It's a bit like the Morrises. I honestly couldn't tell you. I got it wrong too. One of them has the shorter neck, not the fatter neck. And I think <laughs> Brett has a shorter neck. Apologies. Yeah. <laughs> Same width neck. <laughs> one shorter. Did one of them hit you up on Instagram? Called me. It's not fat, bro. It's just a bit shorter. <laughs> Relax. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, mate. Um, so I've tipped the Knights against tigers for that one me too and that leads us to the last game of the round cowboys titans up at queensland country bank stadium i'm not <laughs> super inspired by this one i have to say that's going to be one of those late sunday afternoons where i'm a bit like oh do i watch it do i not oh, it depends yeah do i go to remy's for a burger <laughs> <laughs> could be <laughs> um well i think our season preview when we put our top eight together, you had the Cowboys in your top eight. And I didn't have the Titans. And you t- <laughs> are, you, are they still... Do you want to change that now or are you still happy with that? Oh, man. It's only two rounds in, mate. 
I'm gonna keep riding. Toddy yeah. pa- Toddy Payton is giving me confidence. If anything, the the cows have not played well, but Toddy Payton is hitting all the right notes in his press conferences, and I can only imagine when he's doing his team talks and coaching throughout the week. Yep. And he got the Warriors up last year, so give him a few weeks, give him a couple months. I think I I still want to say Tamalolo's out something. as well, which is yeah, he's big. out as well. He's out as well. But I think you sounded pretty sad about that. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry, mate. I know, I'm pretty devastated by my tip. I think about it every well, day. Well, having said that, Ash Taylor's out as well. He's got a broken hand. Yeah, it's Hannah Boyd's so. coming in for the Titans. So, you know, it's a little bit... I think... I I like to hope that the rest of the Cowboys pack will stand up in the absence of Jason. Uh, they usually do. Well, I hope they do. I mean, they've gone from being such a JT... Different JT. A Thurston-oriented <laughs> team to then Tamalolo will just take us, you know. So they're very sort of centered and focused upon one fantastic player yeah i feel like maybe this little month absence toddy payton might get them going is just um sort of everyone else lifting a bit you know i agree so are you tipping cowboys or titans for that one i'm gonna tip the titans though reluctantly reluctantly and nervously (laughs) i'm gonna tip the titans because it's in in townsville wouldn't you hate it if the cowboys got a win having tipped the titans I'd still love it for my overarching oh, yeah. top eight <laughs> tip, though. <laughs> All right. I'm, I'm okay. my bets. So, to round us out, so we've got Storm Panthers. Panthers? Panthers. Dragons Manly. I'm going Dragons. Dragons. Bunnies Roosters. Bunnies for me. Roosters for me. <laughs> Raiders Warriors. Raiders. Raiders. Bronx Nation and Bulldogs. The Nation. The Nation, absolutely. Big one for us. Yep. Uh, Parramatta and Cronulla. Parramatta. Yep. Knights and Tigers. Knights. Knights. Load up. <laughs> Definitely not. <laughs> and Cowboys Titans. Reluctantly Titans. Relu- yeah, t- well, not reluctantly for me. I'm going Titans. They might, they Reluctantly might, and They're nervously. top eight for me, mate. If you say so. Oh, I do. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's see. All right, well, um, that, that rounds us off. So we've got a pretty exciting... Uh, round three of NRL that we're super keen for. A lot of lot of good matches. Great matches. So it's gonna be it's gonna be a weekend to watch. Um and yeah, up up the nation. Up the nation. Hopefully. Anyway. <laughs> All right. Well um th- thanks again for, for listening to another episode of Chewing the Bat. Um thanks Gus thank for joining you. me and thank you producer Frey for helping us put the podcast thanks, together. PF. Just trying something new there. <laughs> and and once again we want to shout out and thank our podcast sponsor Kiala Organic Beef and boys we'll see you next week can't wait